Lucky you. 36 best holes in golf. Alternate Shots Podcast. Barney's Army. Where we talk about golf. Sandy. Poker. James Bond. Horse racing. Double. Classic movies. Zenyatta. We have no script. Down the stretch they come. We are glad you joined us. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. (laughs) Billy, back up in the Northeast. Glad to be here, especially this week. How exciting is this week? We've got two big events. We've got the majors in horse racing and the majors in golf. The Preakness, the second of the Triple Crown. And uh, we have the PGA Championship with our friend Craig Harmon. He may even win it this week. That's up in Rochester, New York. What do you think? Unbelievable week and unbelievable season beginning. The, the Kentucky Derby's over. And this might be the first time in my memory where the Preakness isn't featuring more horses from the Derby. The, the only the only horse in this race that ran in the Derby is the winner, Mage, um, who will be the favorite in this Preakness. <clears throat> I can't say the same for the PGA. Why is it that only one has come over from, in your opinion, or from what you've read about this, they've come over from the Derby? Well, in, in past years, for whatever reason, it was almost automatic. You know, you, you'd run in the Derby, you'd run in the Preakness, because it's every owner's, trainer's, and jockey's dream to win the Triple Crown. There's no, there's no exception to that. That's like winning the Grand Slam in golf. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot harder than it looks, and the, and the spacing, there must be something new in the way they train and stuff like that, because these horses can't handle the grueling schedule, which is the Derby, then two weeks later, the Preakness, then three weeks later, the, the Belmont Stakes. So unless they figure they have a real shot, they don't take it. They don't, they don't run in all three anymore. So they'll run in the Derby. And I assume we'll see some of the Derby horses in the Belmont stakes, but only mage with his jockey, Javier Castellano, who is a hall of fame trainer and his Derby win seems to have ignited him. He's gone on quite a a win streak uh, elsewhere during this time. So these people have a very good shot at, at winning the second leg of the triple crown especially since they're facing all newcomers to this particular circuit. The, 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 the horses aren't all newcomers, but none of them ran in the Derby. So well, we, I don't believe any of them have faced him before. I'm a, I'm a real novice here, but I really remember two weeks before the Derby, we were trying to dope this out and Forte was our clear choice. But the one thing that we, the data that we had on that and horses, just like golf now is data driven. These trainers are looking at data quarter dirt. You know, you know, this you've been doing on data and you can see that in a racing form. We never, I never thought of saying after Forte scratched in the Derby, well, the horse that almost came this close (laughs) was who mage, right? How, I mean, that does, you don't have to be a doping out the, the race, I mean, I pointed that out and I, I said, well, now he's probably the best guy because he came this close to beating the odds on favorite. Yeah. If you liked Forte, you should have liked Mage. It's kind of that simple. But this is an interesting race because it's not the, as, as my friend Watson says, it's not the same rodeo as the Kentucky Derby. You know, it's not a, it's not so much a position, jockeying for position. There's not 20 horses running in this thing. There's only eight. So form will probably stand up um, more predictably than in a derby where even a great horse can get shut off and lose all chance at any point in that race. The mile and three sixteenths, I, I think the track is a mile and an eighth. So they probably start in the shoot wow. and then go once around the whole, the whole event. Let's see. 
the Belmont, the uh, track is a mile and a half. They do one circuit there. Yeah. Um, but Pimlico has, uh, you know, has a, a kind of a funny history. The Preakness started there, then it was moved to New York. It didn't cat. It started before the Kentucky Derby, but it it didn't become itself until later, maybe twenty years later. I think 19, 1909 is when it came there permanently. And the first run it was eighteen ninety, and it was named the Preakness because when Pimlico opened in eighteen seventy three, the first stakes horse race uh winner was named preakness and it, it's had sort of it hasn't had as consistent a history as the derby or the belmont but since 1909 it's been run at pimlico i think maybe seven times it was run as a handicap which is different than a three-year-old race now it's just three-year-olds all carrying the same weight and all running a mile and three sixteenths and well, coming into this race mage who will be the favorite has probably the the least foundation of uh that i can remember in history he's only run four times which means i don't know what it what it translates to on the track but mo mostly the horses coming into this race have had more experience so it'll be interesting to see if he's just going to keep getting better which is extremely possible but, and especially since his jockey seems to be on cloud nine it's going to be hard to get past mage i'm going to try to <laughs> but it's going to be hard. It's like Colin Morikawa winning the PGA out in Harding Park a couple of years ago. No one really had any information on him. He was a young professional, and he just took that tournament. And now we'll talk about the PGA at the end of this after we're talking here. But when you look at these two pictures here, the one on the left is the uh, larger crowd picture the one in the right is about the starting gate you just saw the starting gate of the preakness and the kentucky derby they look similar but what a difference what a vast difference in the color and the beauty and maybe we didn't catch the preakness on its best day in this picture on the left but it doesn't look anything like uh you know the the derby picture yeah it's not as grandiose a place as churchill downs and it's also not as historical a place and you know I've been playing horses everywhere for a long time, and I don't usually play a lot of races at Pimlico, except for, you know, this week, when when the best trainers and best horses show up for this. The, the Black Eyed Susan is the uh, the Philly race will be um, the day before. That's sort of like the Kentucky Oaks uh, at, at uh, Churchill. It'll be an interesting race. And, and uh, this year, Bob Baffert's back after being suspended uh, for uh what they call doping a horse but the uh, a horse tested positive for the kentucky derby medina spirit and was later months later after legal battles disqualified from that race for testing positive and has since died after a workout at santa anita so there is some chaos going on in, in horse racing right now and it's you know it's very concerning what's going on yeah. uh and there's now there's a new agency that's supposed to nationalize the rules and punishments for drugs what's allowed what's not allowed because it's, it's very inconsistent going into this and racing needs that because in my opinion horse racing is one of the greatest sports in the world but for people who don't know it or who are not interested in it are usually very suspicious of whether there's cheating or uh, collusion or anything like that going on so the perception of that is just as bad as as if it were a reality, even even if it's not true. So I think it's important that there's a an impartial committee 
that doesn't have any owners or trainers or jockeys uh, on it at all to, to uh, look at this at this sport, you know, much the same as the PGA looks at, at their tour. You could talk about the beauty and the aesthetics all you want. And if no one bets, the game's over. There needs to be an advocate for the people who play the races and for the horses who run the races. The fans love it when it's right. And as I've said before, there's no elation like winning a horse race. It's inexplicable. It's not even the money. You might only win $3.20 for $2, but you can bet the guy with the $2 win bet on the horse is cheering as loud as the guy with the $200 win bet as they come down the stretch. You're going to pick a long shot and you get one long shot for uh, two bucks or 10 bucks. Tell me which one you're going to pick and why. In this race? Yep. I'm going with perform. My buddy, Suge McGay, he's horse. This horse has run seven times. He's only won twice, but the two wins are his last two races. And both of them came when they stretched him out first from seven furlongs to a mile and 40 yards. And then his last race was a mile and an eighth, which is a 16th shorter than this. And he came from 10 lengths back to win that race by a head. He looks like he likes the distance and he's training very well. My money's going there. That's who I'm going to try and, and, and beat the favorite with. Although I will use the favorite in every exacta and superfecta. A smaller race like this, like the Kentucky Derby had 20 horses, right? Yep. This has got right now, it looks like it's got eight. Is the trainer more important in a smaller field than a larger field or vice versa? Uh, it's... <laughs> Racing luck is more important in a larger field. Uh, the, and the trainer's understanding of that is very important. So he can instruct the jockey as well as the jockey's understanding about where to be, what, what he's, how he's trained the horse. Did it, I put some more speed in him because we need to get position early or whatever? Yeah, so in a, in a larger field, the connections across the board become important, but racing luck is, is a huge part of that. And as we saw with the Japanese horse last week or two weeks ago, he never got out to the lead like he maybe should have. And I don't know if that was because it, they miscalculated or because he got a bad start. You know, you, you never really know the inside story <clears throat> unless you can see it. Um, but Mage got a great ride and, and ran down the speed. I don't know if they're going to be able to run down the speed in this race. And the speed in this race looks to be National Treasure. It was a Bob Baffert horse. Bafford had to turn him over to another trainer, Tim Yakteen, while he was suspended. Uh, but he's got him back now. And, you know, you know, suspending a trainer in the, that kind of condition, sort of like throwing the manager out of a baseball game. Is he, have you really done anything or is he sitting right in the alley there telling everybody what to do? Who knows? But he, he's officially the trainer now and, he, and he's training like Bafford tra horses always train bullet workouts. Bafford's won this race eight times. No one else has ever done that. So he's hard to ignore. That's national treasure. He's on the rail and he's probably the fastest horse in the race as far as gate speed. And the race doesn't have a lot of other. Coffee with Chris can go early. Maybe first mission, who's Brad Cox, another excellent trainer on the outside. But if no one runs with national treasure, it's going to be hard to run him down. And he's got John, Vel uh, John Velasquez, who's, uh, you know, always rides for Baffert. And he's a 32% win percentage with Baffert. So... He's going to be tough to run down. Nice. Then you have Chase the Chaos. <laughs> I was going to ask think... you about Chase the Chaos. 
what's that horse doing in this race when you see when he's only see or eight horses the biggest is the 20 to one and then you got 50 to one that's like you and me playing in a pga and he's never and he's never won on a dirt track he's only won on synthetic and turf um it's not happening he's not i don't think it's happening that would be you know he's going to be 50 to one all right final thoughts on the preakness till now then we'll switch over to the pga for a moment okay i'm going to take perform because i i rooting for suge and i think that Shug would not enter a horse unless he really thought it had a chance. And I'm looking at these workouts, which are great. I'm going to add Red Route 1, a, a Steve Asmussen horse, who is a huge stretch runner. If the race falls apart, he's going to be coming in the end. So he'll be in my exactas and superfectas. I'm going to use Mage, and I'm going to use National Treasure, even, even though I don't like the uh, concept of National Treasure. But I'll put him in. So I'm going to box a superfectus. Uh, National Treasure, Mage. Red Route One and perform, and I'm probably not going to be the only one that does that. Right, but so I'm leaning on perform. That's where my win bet's going. You're not going to see twenty thousand super affected twenty thousand dollar payout. No, no, this is going to be a much more a two or three thousand dollar payout, though. If you're lucky, you're might lucky. not even be that. It might only be hundreds for the super affected because it there's only eight horses. So if Mage wins, the super's not going to pay much at all because everybody will wheel Mage with other horses in the super affected. But if Red Root One wins, then you then you got something else. To That's talk. why you box those superfectors in case in case you're you if you're boxing a superfector with Mage, you want him to come fourth of the four horses. That'll be the largest payout. You, you know, obviously, you gave me an idea, just an off chance to take a an exact on five six and exact on six five, because that would be nice payouts if just those two came in one two, right? Oh, I'm I'm definitely getting that. That's a, a, a serious exacta for me for sure I'm okay play the five six box and i'm going to play the six three box and the five three box and the exactus and then i'll play sugar on top of those horses a little bit also all right everybody go set up your tvg accounts go to your bank and send over 50 or 20 or 30 dollars and have some fun as billy says there's no elation in anything else except if you've hit your fourth roulette number or you've been <laughs> holding the dice uh, at the desert end for 45 minutes or more, but it's pretty close. And this is in two minutes. So you, you don't have to wait so long for all you ADD people out there. Two minutes is enough. You can watch a race, put two bucks on it and you can put two bucks, right? Billy on an exact you could pick. Absolutely. Yeah. You can pick a one horse and a two, whatever your first and second is and put $2 up. So you can set up a, a TVG account and bet or go to, you know, go to the track and bet. Lots of places to bet. Just don't but, call me. All right, Billy. This is part two of this episode. We are going to call it doping out the PGA championship, which is being held in upstate New York in May. It's going to be a little cold. I saw yesterday. It might've been in the thirties in the morning. Uh, we heard about that from our friend, Craig Harmon, who you see in the picture on the right, but have you had any thoughts about this uh, championship? And I like to say, if you can't take Rom or Scheffler, who do you like? Yeah, I I like the idea that it's an old Donald Ross course, so it's going to be probably some positions going to be important, not just not like an overpower of the course situation. If I can't take Rom or Scheffler, I got to lean towards maybe Tony Finau. I like Patrick Cantley a little bit. 
Cameron Smith, I, I bombed out on in the Masters. I might take a shot with him again because I, I, I truly believe that guy is a great golfer. I hope he hasn't lost his edge playing on the, uh, you know, the Nickelback tour over there. But uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Phenom this is going to be a tough, a tough horse race. Phenom and Cantley, it's just like a, a, a horse that's never won a race before. This, neither of them have won a major. And they're, th that takes them into a different stratosphere, right? Yeah, but they're both Fowler very capable. Not, Ricky Fowler has not won a major. He's won the um, the Players' Championship. And a lot of times guys win that in, in advance of winning. Like Sergio won the Players' Championship, I believe. And after that, he won the Masters. So it helps them get to that at that laddering up. But yeah. this is a huge ladder. They're definitely on the ladder. These two guys, Fino and Cantley, are the top 10, 15 golfers right now. But what is what would it mean to them? Everything. Your first major, like uh, for me, it would be like a hole in one or something like that. I'm I know I'm never gonna. I've never had dreams of winning a major, but you do have dreams of breaking seventy or ma making a hole in one. I don't know. These guys again. It's like the horse racing. This is this is their PGA tournament. Is like their Kentucky Derby or their uh, Preakness Stakes. Everybody wants this on their resume. And I think Finau is playing well enough, and he's he's such a nice man. It's hard not to root for him. I his will, of course, be rooting good. for Ricky Fowler, as always. Yeah, his form is very good. And we heard from Craig Harmon that that's very important, that golfers have a three-week run, right? Yeah. You know, like we they do. Streak. In, you know, they have a streak. And yeah. uh, you look at um, – I have a three-hole streak sometimes. Well, that's okay. That means you're going to triple bogey the fourth hole because your yeah. streak's over. But it's in over. Case, it's in done. The of form here, you have to think of a couple of guys. Dustin Johnson just won on Sunday in the, uh, you know, the Billy Bob Thornton tour, and um, Adam Scott played very well. Did not win, but he's playing very well. And Jason Day got it over the line this weekend and held back some guys that were shooting lights out. And the guy was. Yeah. I can't believe how far Jason Day's hitting. And I thought he was going to be in the 290, 300 range because he's had back problems. His weight goes up, his weight goes down. The guy was bombing at 330, 340. Yeah, he seems to be very, and he, you know, I always wondered what happened to him. I guess he had some health issues. He had that yes. vertigo and stuff like that. But he was like knocking on the door a few years back, uh, which means if he's found it, he's going to be very dangerous this week too. I heard something that... Um... Randall Shamley said on the PGA live at the PGA this week. Very interesting. Jason Day was taught to keep his lower body quiet. And if you go back and you look at the Ben Hogan, everything he says, it's all about the lower body, the lower body. That's how he, a smaller guy, could just jettison. And he was pretty long. But Jason Day, his instructors have held his lower body. In other words, you look at these guys, they get way back. He's not moving those hips from his hips down. And just like the same thing we heard about Michelle Wee, they ruined her by that. You know, she had a beautiful swing and they restricted her lower body. And, and uh, you also get more injuries. She got injuries and so did Day. That's why the Harmons are so great at what they do. The ball likes your swing. That's it. That's it. And they, I think Craig said, look, Kepka came. I thought Kepka was going to win the Masters. And he just didn't hit a 74, I think, the final round. If he shoots 70 around there, he wins. 
which well, is that was because he's used to playing 54 holes or was that just a coincidence there's a few form factors there one he got the preferred time i don't remember if it's early and late or whatever he got the better weather of the first two rounds if you remember that first two all rounds, right yeah they had some weather problems it doesn't look like thursday and friday in rochester it's going to be rained out but it's going to be cold or as i say it's a mecca for major championships in brisk weather yeah maybe a frost delay well i don't think it's going to be frosty because it's going to get up in the 70s and 80s and then it may rain saturday what about um guys like you've seen on the leaderboard max homa or fleetwood gosh fleetwood is it time for him to win a tournament i can't bet him i you know he's he's always good he's 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 like jim furick he's always around and he's got a great career and he makes a nice amount of money who who wouldn't trade places with him for that but he doesn't seem to be able to crack that, the big one. You know, you'd think if we were enthusiastic about these guys, we'd have brought them up front. McElroy, uh, Justin Thomas, um, Matthew Fitzpatrick, and Cameron Young. I, If you gave me those four, I would say I'll take them and one of those guys is going to win the PGA. If you just yeah. give me four, not good odds, but I would think one of them is going to win out of that four. But how competitive has this tour gotten when you can name four or five guys like that and, and they're not the favorites? If you look at this list, I mean, John Rahm obviously is, is, is the favorite and Scheffler. But otherwise, you know, they're almost writing some of these guys off. You're getting plus $2,000 on Cantley and 2200 on Finau, 2500 on Justin Johnson, 2500 on Jason Day. That's a, that's a bet, I think. For a hundred bucks, you can make seven thousand. Now he's only forty-two, but he's hitting the ball really crispy, and his putting is good. I don't know what his putting's going to do there, but he played in a two thousand thirteen PGA Championship, as we heard from Craig, because Craig had him in the pro shop looking at the Masters jacket, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's got some familiarity. So Look at Sam Burns is plus four thousand. Yeah, so many of these guys on this list have never played there. Uh, before this week which can be a detriment but you know sometimes that might be a help you know they obviously course knowledge is is a good thing to have but it could also you know make you worry about stuff you you didn't need to worry about so well what adam scott's knowledge is in 2013 means nothing because the whole course is redone by the restoration expert three or four or five years ago as you're hearing on pga uh, live at the PGA, and we heard from Craig, they've just changed about, especially the fifth hole there, the sixth hole, and the 15th hole. There's some beautiful par threes there. I can't wait to see the action on those par threes. Yeah. You know, well, I'm very much looking forward to it. I, I'm not a, a golf better the same way as horses, but my guess would be if you like someone to win, say uh, Cameron Smith at plus 3,000 or Spieth at plus 3,500. You should also probably hedge that bet by, uh, you know, top five or top 10 mm -hmm. bet with it. So you in, bet him to win and to finish in the top 10. In craps, there's a don't pass line bet, right? Would you yes, ever, there is. Would you it's ever not a very popular pass? one for the people yeah. playing craps. Would you ever do the don't pass or don't win bet on the two guys at the top, Rahm and Shuffler? Because I think those two guys aren't going to win this week. I just think, as you said earlier, there's so much competition Somebody's going to get a few breaks. Somebody's going to get the better draw. And somebody's going to output these guys just a little bit. And we already talked about 12 or 15 guys that could do that. 
and they both can't win. So if you bet them both not to win, you you know one of them's not going to win. One of them's not going to win. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been fun. I can't wait for it because I think as you look at the pictures that we showed on our Craig Harmon uh, podcast episode fifty-five, the one just prior to this, and if you haven't seen it, you should look at it because Craig is off the charts. Uh, the pictures there and the scenery is just beautiful. Yeah. And and his insights are also good. He's got some good stories about Ricky Fowler and some others. So, yeah, that was very, very, we were lucky to get a guy like that. We've been lucky to get his brother, Billy. And Butch, if you're listening, the door's open. Thanks for joining Casper, us today. Billy Horner. We really appreciate your Double feedback. Indemnity. And please Marky. subscribe to Two the show. Hour. And hit Claude the bell Harmon. icon so you get notified. Movie classics. Of new episodes. Mark Gable. Hit them hard. Job. And hit them off. That's 36 holes.